welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joel Jacob. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Heat vs. the World. Um, so today we're here for the celebration of life of the Milwaukee Bucks. The reason why we're here is because, in case y'all missed it, the Miami Heat stomped it out, and here we are, y'all. Here we are. Y'all know what happened. Y'all know why we're here. Because Jimmy Butler showed up, and he showed the world why he's that guy. Y'all know what happened. Y'all know that man had 42, and y'all know Gabe Vincent and all them was cooking. And we put the Bucks out in the first round and beat them in five. Y'all, y'all know what's up. So here we are, and we ready to talk about this series. Oh, my gosh, man. So much to talk about. So many things to say. And we're going to talk about Jimmy Butler, you know, in our own topic in this pod. But I just got to come out and say it. Jimmy Butler really had them in a spiral, man. Like, we talk about him having 56 points in the last pod, 42 in this one. And y'all got to keep in mind, like, look at who's on that Bucks team, man. Because you got all these hyped up defenders. You talking about Giannis, the former defensive player of the year winner. Um, who's the other guy? Um, what's his name? Brooke Lopez, the defensive player of the year finalist. And then y'all got that man, um, Drew Holiday, who's not only a good defender, or at least people say he was before that series started. You know, you have all of the people hopping on that athletic post saying that he's by far the best defender in the whole league. So all of these defenders in this series against Jimmy, and Jimmy's still putting up big numbers, 56 in game four. 42 in game five, and then he had 30 in um, 28 minutes in game three. Probably could have had 40 or more if it wasn't for sitting out that whole fourth quarter. But it is what it is, man. We out here and we cooked them. And that's all that matters to me. And you know what? Obviously, we got a long playoff run ahead of us. But, man, it felt good. It felt good to see them go home early. Screw them. And I don't even care. They was doing all that crying, talking about, oh, that circus shot from Jimmy was should have been a foul on him, talking about a push-off. And then you got Ira Winderman coming out and tweeting that it wasn't even that. You got the NBA coming out saying that, oh, what was it? Um, I forgot what, exactly what they said, but it was on Pat Connaughton who fouled him first. And they trying to come up with all these excuses. Apparently, the NBA just wants the bigger market team to advance to the next round. Come the freak on, y'all. Y'all have 45 on, what's it called, free throws. 45, and we only had 17. All right, even if we had doubled that, they still would have shot like 11 more free throws than us. I don't want to hear that crowd. Y'all had your chance to win it. The um Adam Silver literally told them refs to make sure that there is a game six in Miami, and y'all still found a way to fumble it, especially Giannis, because y'all saw that jump ball. They literally, that man, the ball went to Giannis's hand, and that man immediately panicked and threw that thing to Chris Middleton. That man was not trying to get fouled and go to the free throw line where he had to shoot two more shots. He was not trying to do with it. He was just trying to get out of that situation, and it almost cost them a whole turnover and everything. But all of that aside, man, we are here to 
piss on the graves of the Milwaukee Bucks. So with that being said, I'm going to pass the mic to Anthony. Tell me what's on your mind, man. What's going on? Like, how are you feeling right now? Joe, I'm not going to lie, man. You have me in the first half coming in here with that somber tone. I'm at, I'm thinking, why are you acting like yesterday wasn't the greatest night of your life, man? But I'm glad to hear you hype. Listen, Heat Nation, if y'all weren't lit all day today, I don't know what you were doing. I was at work the entire time, quite frankly, watching highlights, listening to reaction, reading the tweets, seeing the memes. It was just an overall beautiful day every uh, for every single minute of it. Also, shout out to you for doing the quick maths, uh, saying that if they doubled our free throw attempts, added 11. That was a good job on your part because that was just insane. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into the, the game a little bit more later. But I do got a question for you, Joel. You there? I yeah, I was trying to hear the question. Okay, you're all good. You're all good. You got so the question is, can you feel the heat down in your soul? I feel the heat down in my soul. Question two, can you see the heat they're in control? I see the heat they're in control. Can you feel it? I feel it. Can you see it? I see it. Everybody feel free to join in if you know the lyrics. It's Miami. <laughs> We can't be me. Dog, I listened to that song like 17 times today. Peppa's about 22. I listened to Gloria Estefan Conga about 56. That's probably my favorite. I was lit all day today. The fact they went into Milwaukee, they were eight on five. Eight on five. They were one on five because Jimmy was the only one doing anything for a minute there, bro. And the fact that they went and was everything stacked up against them. I mean, I got a whole list of things. Uh, I, I'm going to go through it real quick because this is what adds to the shock value for me. Imagine if I told y'all yesterday morning, Giannis would finish with 38 and 20, Chris with 33, Lopez 18 and 11, Drew with a nice game as well. If I would have told you the Bucks shot 45 free throws to our 17, if I would have told you they shot a better three-point percentage and out-rebounded us by 11, if I would have told you that Bam, Kevin Love, and Kyle Lowry all fouled out, if Udonis Haslam got a technical foul, it gave Vince and shot the ball 23 times. If I would have told you all that information and asked you to predict the Heat score, you would have predicted that he'd lose that game by 40 points yesterday. And the fact that Jimmy Butler put, put this entire franchise on his back yesterday and Bam Adebayo came up late yesterday after struggling, it is easily one of the best games I ever saw. And as you can tell, quite frankly, I'm still lit and I'm going to keep it going until they play the Knicks on Sunday. Bet, bet, bet. And Clutch, how about you? You know it's crazy that today's the NFL draft and nobody in Miami cares because Jimmy <laughs> is better than your favorite NFL draft prospect. It's crazy what he's done. He's he's legitimately Michael Jordan's son, and nobody can tell me otherwise. This dude's making crazy shot after shot after shot, dominating quarters, dominating periods of times, and somehow catches the ball when he's horizontal and makes it with a one-hand tip to to go into overtime, he got fouled. We should have won the game in regulate in regulation, but we didn't. And then shout out to Bam. He did incredible. He everybody was talking their the mess about Bam, but he ended up with his triple double, made defense, made Giannis look like Joel Anthony. So nothing but love for Bam and nothing but love for everybody involved. And Kevin Love, best, best buyout acquisition in NBA history. Yo, I just got to say, he made it farther than the Cavs did. Like, that's crazy to think about. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we got Will up in here. Say say your piece, Will. What's going on, y'all? 
Um, I got a lot of thoughts from yesterday. I might forget some, but first I want to say that the officiating job was disgusting. I told Ant before the game even started, this is either going to be one of two things. A generational performance from the refs to force the game six, or Bam was going to have a redemption game. And they both happened, which is crazy, but it was it was clear it was clear to see how how the refs won the game six. Silver made that call and well, we stuck it out. Good defense, great shot making. Jimmy took over. Our role players stepped up, and I'm just happy we got the dub. Right. And Kev, how about you? Great team performance, man. Everybody came through, held it down. Like y'all said, um, Jimmy is Jimmy. I know we'll get into that, but Kyle Lowry was a, a major X factor this series. He stepped up with Oladipo and T Hero going down. Kevin Love, I told Dean a couple episodes, man. Dean was the biggest critic of K-Love. K-Love has been – he stepped up his game to a completely different level in the playoffs. I got to give him a lot of credit for that because regular season it was looking kind of iffy. Obviously, he was still trying to get himself acclimated to the team and figure out his spots and things like that. But defensively, he's solid. Rebounding-wise, he made some plays happen. And that three-point shot gives Jimmy a lot of room to operate with, and, and teams have to guard that and respect that. And the list just goes on and on, man. Even Haywood Highsmith gave good minutes when he was out there. And when it comes to Bam, for me, like, a lot of you, you can you can say what you want about Bam, but in the fourth quarter, he came through damn near every game, like, especially on the defensive end. Like, in, in crunch time, bro, Bam was huge. And last night, I mean, he had, what, two big dimes to Jimmy for easy buckets. He had a, multiple stops on Giannis, and he just made plays, bro. So, all in all, Complete team effort, great serious win. Eric Spolcher is the best coach in the league. And, man, he didn't five versus the Knicks on a guy. Amen, amen, amen. And, Lolo, how about you? Damn, that was, like, one of the best games I've ever watched. Um, like, Jimmy, I can't, I can't believe this, man. He's, like, a whole different animal in the playoffs. Like, we watch him in the regular season. He did turn it up after the All-Star break, but... I'm glad he coasted because we need him, like, especially right now going against the Knicks. We're going to need him to do the same thing he did, especially because Bam is still hurt. And I, I want to shout out to Bam, too, because he was on one leg. Like, he was he was limping the whole game, but he figured it out in the second half, especially the fourth in overtime. Like, he figured it out. He was getting those tip-ins. He was finding different ways to be effective since his offense, like, he was struggling. But he was finding all those, like, hustle plays to be effective. And also Gabe Vincent. That shot that he made, that three, I don't know what went through his head where he was like, I'm going to take that shot. Because usually you'll see, like, the superstars take those big shots at the end. But he decided he wanted to be that guy. And, you know, I commend him because you have to have so much confidence knowing you're down five, you need that quick three, and just going at it right away. And that was one of the biggest shots of the game um, right before Jimmy tipped it in. And then overtime, like, once they got the overtime, they knew what to do. They held them down. The Bucks were panicking. Like, I love this game so much because everyone had their hand in it. Kevin Love had his hand in it. Caleb had his hand in it. You know, Max was struggling, but he still got that foul at the three-point line. He had that block. Like, everyone had their hand in this win, and that's what we need right now. Like, that's what Spo said. Like, we need contributions from everyone, not just Jimmy and they finally figured it out, and they closed it out. Because if we went back home, we don't know what would have happened. So I'm so glad we got it over with. We get Bam that extra rest that he needs going into the next series. And go Heat. 
Man, you couldn't have said it any better. And before I get into it, does anyone have something that they want to add? Or Can we talk about how Coach Bud is like one of the dumbest coaches I've ever seen in my life? Listen, listen. That's let all, me say this. News. Like, when the Bucks won the championship in 2021, obviously it was a dark time, but one of the most positive things to happen from it was when I heard the news that they gave that man an extension. That was one of the only good things <laughs> about them winning the championship. So, I don't know. I'm praying they keep him. I feel like everyone deserves another chance. Um, So... Let's extend him, you know, extend him <laughs> and let's see what he's really capable of doing. Keep him on that squad and let's see if he can prove himself next year. So, yeah, that that's my thing. Let's get hashtag extend bud trending all over Twitter. Um, But let's see. Does anyone have something else that they want to add as we get into it? Um, prayers, prayers to Depot. That prayers would... to Depot. <laughs> that's all I would say. Prayers to Depot. That what's the, is... what's, What's the Bro. saying you have, Kevin? The one that you said on the last spot or the pod before that? I said four for four because it was mm-hmm. game four for Oladipo, who, of course, wears number four. And he did, you know, he got hurt, but, you know, we still win the game. But I also want to just say shout out to Gabe Vincent, too, man, because – Bro, he just made plays. And I think the best thing about it was he just came out assertive early. Like, that's all we need. If we can just get some type of production and aggressiveness from that point guard spot, bro, it takes a lot of pressure off Jimmy so he can save himself in the fourth quarter and, you know, in the second half in general. So, salute to Gabe. Because like Lola said, that three to put us down one when we were at, when we were down four at the time was major, bro. He was like – I feel like he had no hesitancy whatsoever when he pulled it. He came down with all confidence and just let it go and – you know, he did his thing, man. So, shout out to Gay Vincent. He stepped up when we needed him to. Ooh, one more thing, one more thing. Bam. That defense that he played on Giannis down the stretch, like, that, he needs to be commended for that because the amount of ways he impacts the game and just, like, Giannis just could not score on him. And he just – because, like, he was getting a lot – Giannis was getting a lot of fouls. And, you know, he just, like, put his hands up and they – went strong with it and he's undersized and he still was able to shut him down so like i know we talk a lot about bam and he gets all this criticism but he had an amazing game last night and i think everyone should you know commend him for that 100 percent, like especially with the hamstring and everything and also he had like four fouls late in that game too and sometimes it's dangerous when you're in that type of situation and although he did eventually get fouled out i think that was by the time overtime came like, the dude was able to keep it together, and even with the injuries and everything, he still found a way to put the clamps on Giannis and help his team when they needed him the most. And he did it in front of his mom, too, which was great to see. Shout-outs to Mama Adebayo. Um, but let's see. Who else wants to add in before we move on? See, I got I to gotta jump in on this Gabe Vincent love because if you saw all my tweets last night, I was like, why the hell is he shooting so damn much in that first, in that first half? Because he, I think at one point he had more field goal attempts than Jimmy Butler. So I was like, what's going on? What's going on? But you know what? For somebody to make a shot like he did when we thought it was over, it takes an insane amount of huevos to do something like that. And he's he's fantastic. He did what he had to do. And he gets a pass from me because of that, from that missed shot late in overtime because he made the one before that. Right. And... 
also, like, quick thing to mention, I was on that same um, boat, too, because I don't know if y'all saw, but, like, there was one three where it hit, like, the side of the backboard, so I was low-key getting a little annoyed with it for a second. I'm like, why does he keep shooting it? And when they said on um, the Heat broadcast that he was leading the team um during the game for, like, the most field goal attempts, I'm like... I was getting annoyed, and I get it. They were trying to do a heat check with him because he was cooking in that first quarter. But, like, it was starting to get on my nerves. But, you know, he came up big at the end, and that's what's really important. I don't know if y'all saw, but they was really going crazy um in the locker room when he came back from the game. And that's what I love to see because I feel like one thing that a lot of people have mentioned this season as regard as regarding to him, a lot of the negatives that this squad has dealt with is the fact that the locker room just didn't look together you know because the thing is is that it seemed like everyone wanted their own thing and that we we all we always say in the past with certain teams like oh we love this team they're all so well connected with each other this and that but it didn't feel that way with this squad at first because like I said, it felt like everything was kind of disconnected in a way where some guys wasn't really vibing with each other like that. But seeing the way how it was last night, seeing all those guys come together and you see it in the locker room, everyone is having a great time and really embracing the fact that they did something that not a lot of people in this world thought they would do, and that's beat the Bucks. That was something that made me really happy to see. And hopefully we just continue to see that chemistry and hopefully it brings us far, you know. And who else wants to add? Nobody? All right. Let's go from there. So anyways, now we got to go into the main topic before we get into our final one, of course. And that's none other than Jimmy Butler. We have to do a whole segment on this man. I said it before and I'll say it again. This man was in a series where he had to play against a defensive player of the year, a um, finalist for that award. And then someone that everyone thought was the best defender in the league. And he still found a way to drop 56 on their head. He still found a way to drop 42 on them. And that man was all over Drew Holiday yesterday. And we were talking about it before the pod. And I know, Lola, you mentioned it. Like, the Heat were down by, like, five or six points. And this man was still yelling at Drew, letting him know what's up. And even though the, they were still down and everything, not only does he find a way to win the game, man, he, de- he defended everything that he said. And we know what he stands for. We always knew he was that guy. But he continues to show it to all these people who thinks he's not capable of doing what we all know he's capable of. Like, we saw it last year. And this year, we're seeing an even bigger sequel of it. And that's the thing that really pleases me about everything. And I don't know. Because we all know what people were saying. Oh, the Heat are going to lose this in four. If not, maybe five. And for him to go out there and have the performances that he had, like, it's insane. And I'm just so happy for him because, you know, I feel like even then, even when he has some of his best games, people still come out with the, oh, he's overrated crap, which is still some of the most ridiculous BS I've ever seen. And they always go on that specifically because he doesn't do what people would expect a superstar to do in the regular season. And people don't understand. Jimmy Butler is not an 82-game player. We've said this multiple times. He's there for the 16 games that matter the most. But yet people still want to run around with this agenda that he's overrated, he's not that guy, 
he's not capable of leading a team to a championship when he almost done he almost did it in the bubble and he could have done it maybe in the um what's it called last year if he had a little more help by his side and yet despite all this you still have all these nasty agendas coming after him and we're going to talk about and you know what I'm going to save this for when we talk about this next um series but I just got to say people need to stop acting like Jimmy Butler is not capable of doing what we all know he is capable of doing because to see that man go out there on a nightly basis and do what he does even when he's facing like bad injuries whether if it was the glue or whatever else he's been going through it just makes me happy to know that people still looking mad stupid when they're trying to compare Jimmy Jansport Butler to all these other guys because you hear these top 5 playoff performers list people putting up Devin Booker and all these other people but yet they don't want to mention Jimmy. He's there they put him at either the bottom of the list or they don't mention him at all. And that's the thing that really pisses me off. And at the end of the day, we know Jimmy Butler doesn't care about this. We know his goal is to win a championship and nothing more, but man, like to see a guy like him rightfully get his flowers, like that's the main thing I want for him and I know that's what we as fans want for him too. I just really hope he can keep it up because I know it might not seem like the likeliest scenario because the Heat are what they are. But man, if they could win a championship as the eighth seed, I don't care. I- I'm never complaining about anything else in my life. I promise y'all that. I promise y'all that a hundred percent. As long as I do this part, we could lose in the first round to a team that's zero eighty two in the future. I would not care, man, because I would have Jimmy Butler winning a championship as the eighth seed. to dwell on and I I will always look back at that and not care about anything else that happens in the future. So I've been on the mic for a while and I'm a past the mic to clutch. Say what you got to say about Jimmy. Do we understand what Jimmy actually did yesterday? He had to close out the best the best record team in the NBA after Kevin Love fouled out, Kyle Lowry fouled out, Bam fouled out. He had to close it out with Gabe Vincent undrafted. Max Strus undrafted, Haywood Highsmith undrafted, Cody's other substitute teacher. So, do you understand how crazy it is what Jimmy actually did? Because that was not only did he have to get us to overtime, but then he had to close it out by himself after Bam went out. It it's insane what this man can do and I'm not scared to put him top 3 heat player of all time because he's there already. It, and it I know you put the championships on on morning and and bosh but I'll put Jimmy on at 3 right now and with the potential to go even higher if he gets us a ring. Right. And that's the thing like for me he's top 3 for me as well. Like where y'all want to rank him that's up to y'all but he's definitely earned it. I don't care if he got the chip yet or not. Like the dude is doing some crazy things and we've seen it in this playoffs and last year and in the bubble. Like we can't like not then we can't deny it and at this point it's just greatness and we've just simply never seen you know what's the where I'm looking for any other heat player do what he's been doing and you know shout outs to Dwayne Wade and shout outs to LeBron but Jimmy is on a whole other level he doesn't have you know the type of help that guys like them really had especially for a run like this like we are literally the 8th seed and we've literally been bashing this front office for not making any moves and the complaints still stand by the way Don't act like just because we out the first round, maybe the the front office was on to something. Nah, they they still catching the heat for that. But 
man, the fact that Jimmy is still doing it without all that help, I mean, that just tells you everything that you need to know about Jimmy. So that with that being said, I'm gonna pass the mic to let's see, we got K up in um the pod. So K, what 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 you guys say about Jimmy G buckets? Um, I mean, it, it's not really a great answer to this question. And I say that because, like, you could give one of several answers um, as far as where he ranks in the echelon of Miami Heat history, and, like, you can't be wrong. For me personally, I'm going to put him two because of everything he's accomplished, but you could go Zoe in that spot. Um, I wouldn't go Braun in that spot, but if you tried to give me Braun as a case, I couldn't refute that simply because of what he did in Miami, but I don't I necessarily identify him with the heat, you know what I mean? Like, I think Cavs more when I think, you know what I mean? Braun, even though, you know what I mean? His era in Miami was like one of the most impeccable runs in NBA history, arguably the most dominant player across any stretch of time. But um, for me, and I guess it might be a little personal attachment because, you know, we've all watched this particular, you know, era, the Jimmy Butler era so close. And it's just like we've watched him drag us to like heights that he shouldn't have been able to do, whether that be, you know, the bubble finals or the conference finals last year um, or, you know, to this particular situation, even though I had more faith than most to see him go out there and get it done for one day. You know what I mean? Like this, like that. that's different. So um, to see that happen, bro, for me, he's two. But if you say Zoe, or LeBron at two and then proceed to give me Zoe and Jimmy in some order after that, then I'm not mad at that. Because Wade, number one, I mean, that goes without a doubt. D-Wade Flash is the greatest Miami Heat player on the face of the planet, in the dirt, however you want to look at it. Right. And then let's see, Clutch, how about you? I just gave you a whole spiel for like five minutes. Oh, shoot. My bad, y'all. There's so much going on at once. There's like seven people on this thing, and I'm trying to read the chat and everything else. My bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, let's see. Who else haven't, hasn't been able to talk about Jimmy? Let's see. I'm going to go with Kevo, a.k.a. the guy that started the whole Jimmy Jansport Butler movement. The floor is yours. I mean, y'all hit on it for the most part already, bro. Like, every time we feel like we've seen his best player performance, he surpasses that. You know, we've seen it in the bubble in the finals, like Kay said, then last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, and now this year, like, bro, he looked Drew, Giannis, and Chris Middleton in the eye and literally just said, I'm better than all y'all. Like, none of y'all can see me. And went at them every single game, was not hesitant whatsoever. And to me, it's not even so much about the scoring, bro. It's just that he does everything. Like, he's one of the most complete stars in the league, bro, when it comes to rebounding, defensively, like, you seen when Giannis and, and Brooke Lopez towards the end of games, they were trying to go to that pick and roll. He told Bam, like, bro, you take Giannis and I'm going to get on Brooke Lopez. And when they set the screen, I'm going to switch and I'm going to guard Giannis. And every time Giannis tried to do something in crunch time, Jimmy or Bam was there every single time. And so, like, Jimmy's just him, bro. Like, a lot of people said, oh, he wouldn't be able to have another 56-point performance. I don't know how many people do on planet Earth. I don't think it's really possible like that. But he came back and responded with 42 loud ones in a closeout game in Milwaukee, where, of course, he went to college at Marquette. So he's just cut differently, bro. And I, I want a lot of people to understand that he is a superstar, and he's been a superstar for a long time. But people just didn't understand he was in the wrong situation. Situations matter. And luckily, he's in a great one now in Miami with Spo and the rest of the squad, and he's maximizing his talents, bro. And 
you can see right now that he's clearly and more than capable of being a number one option on the championship team. And he's Hemi Buckets, man. Like every time you need something from him, he delivers every single time. Just like the end of regulation play, he told Spo, like, I guess it was going to somebody else. He said, nah, I need it. Like, give me the rock, made a play. And then over time, you see what he did. I knew the moment he hit that reverse pivot off the band screen and hit Drew with that midi. And over time, I said, yo, yeah, the game's a wrap. He's playing, he's playing way too confidently right now. Once he hit that, I was like, yeah, let's get out of here, man. So shout out to Jimmy. He's been him 22. Put it in the Raptors right now, bro. I'm not waiting no more days. Like, let's get let's get this over with now. Pat Riley, let's speed up that process. Right. And I just got to say, like, you mentioned Jimmy being put in the situation with Miami. Like, it took the stupidity of three other fan base. I'm not fan base, but yeah, fan base are stupid for those specific teams. But, you know, the stupidity of these front offices, of these other squads to lead Jimmy to Miami. You have the fact that Chicago chose Fred Hoiberg over Jimmy. And then they sent him to Minnesota, where they eventually chose Jimmy over Carl Anthony. Uh, my bad, y'all. Carl Anthony Towns over Jimmy. And then he winds up in um Philadelphia, and they choose, as he said, Tobias Harris over me. So it took all of that just for him to finally be put into a good situation in Miami. And to see that man thrive, like, I feel like we've all said it. It's just something great to see. And, yeah, like, let's see. Who else are we trying to get on the mic? Uh, Will, how about you? Um, It's some of what everybody said already, to be honest. There's not much you can say that hasn't been said already about Jimmy. I feel like him and Miami is like a like a perfect marriage. He's like, he's 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 all the things you want about the Heat in one person. He's guts and culture personified, to be honest. Um, a lot of people were saying, like, like guts and culture, that, that that's just not real. It's just slogans to sell T-shirts and stuff like that, but that's it's real. Definitely, like if you have that, you're not gonna shy away from the big moments. You're not gonna want to pass the ball and get out of free throw situations at the end of the game. Like if you got that, you're not gonna do all that foolishness. So, yeah, pow, Jim, pow, yeah. pow. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's him, dog. He's 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 a, he's one of them ones for real. Mm-hmm. And let's see, we got Anthony, a.k.a. Jim VP up in here. Say what you got to say about Jimmy. Yeah, I definitely don't want to start comparing Jimmy to the other Heat greats because, in my opinion, anybody that puts Jimmy number two over LeBron is straight up crazy. But what I do want to do on this, cel- on this uh, celebration Thursday is I want to compare Jimmy to all these other so-called superstars in the league that, quite frankly, I think are bums. For years, ever since the 2020 bubble, I've argued with people that Jimmy Butler is a better player than the likes of James Harden, Paul George, and I get looked at like I'm absolutely crazy when I say that to them. And let me and, and, and now if you ask people this, if you tell somebody playoff Jimmy, and then you also tell them playoff P, if it, the image that they get in their heads when they hear those two words are complete and polar opposites. When you hear playoff P, you think of a guy that shoots 20% in the playoffs and hits the side of the backboard on his threes. When you hear playoff Jimmy, you think of a guy who, when he wants to win, he will win because he can't be stopped by absolutely anybody. That, to me, is the definition of a superstar. I've said a long time. I don't care what he does in the regular season. When the games matter most, there's not five players better than him. He's easily a top five, certainly a top 10 player in the NBA. And anybody that thinks different is just not watching these games. That's really the only explanation for it. And for last night specifically, the trash talking is what made that game legendary. Nobody talks when they're down. Nobody. 
That's why there's this that famous clip of Jordan saying everybody talks when they're up because nobody does it when they're down. And this man, Jimmy, is not only talking it when they're down six, a couple minutes to go. He's doing it to Drew Holiday, and he's pointing at the box score and saying, I got this on your head. The confidence that he has to have to do that is something I've never seen before. I mean, that's Michael Jordan and Larry Bird level trash talk, and I don't think there's anybody up there with him up there. And not only that, but he looks so cool and calm out there, like a guy like I've never seen before. Yeah, you got the trash talk, but then after he also hit that tough fade that Kev was talking about, he went back on court, like staring down Drew, but also kind of smiling, smirking a little bit, sent the game to overtime on a wild circuit shot, starts pointing his ear to the crowd saying, oh, I can't hear you. He's laughing. He's having a good time out there. He's acting like he's at the park playing pickup with his boys and some irrelevant game just out there for fun. But meanwhile, he's putting 42 on your head. It's insane. Because even when we would see LeBron go off back in the day, he had that stone cold killer look, which I loved. But he was obviously very visibly locked in. Jimmy Butler looks like he's just having a great time. And then you look up on the box score and he's willing an entire franchise to an all-time upset. His meaner is unreal. And it's stuff like last night that makes me truly grateful that he's a part of my favorite team. Right. And just to add on about the whole playoff P, playoff Jimmy thing, Jimmy is too humble, man, because y'all know, I mean, y'all saw the whole thing where they're like, oh, you know, is playoff Jimmy real? Like, are you finally ready to admit that? And he's like, nah, like playoff P was the whole thing that this man Paul George put on himself and it backfired terribly. Like that alone needs to tell you what we should know about both of those two guys specifically. And yet you still got morons who will hop on Twitter and say that Paul George is the better player. But that's for a whole other day. Aside from that, Lola, the mic is yours. Um, I agree with Ant. Like, I would put Jimmy at third after Wade and Braun. Like, that's where I would put him because Braun won us championships. Like, you can't forget that. Like, he, he was the reason why we won those championships. And, of course, Wade, like, he carried that team back then, won a championship on his own, and then helped LeBron with the championship. So, if Jimmy can win a a couple championships maybe but braun got us a couple like you can't can't knock him for that um that's one but let's get more into jimmy um that 56 point game like he he had the most points in playoff history for the heat like you have to take that into account when you think about you know after he retires and we think about his contributions to the heat like nobody has scored that much for us and on top of that he led the the first play in team to win a playoff series against the number one seed at that, having one of the best players in the entire NBA. So, and we all know he he carried us. Like, it wasn't some shit where he just, you know, contributed. Like, he carried this team on his back and won us this series. So, I've never seen a player play like that. I've never seen a player carry a team like that, a playing team like we're not one like our role players are consist of undrafted guys and bunch of vets and bam on one leg. Like we don't even have Tyler. Depot went down. That's why I don't want to hear nothing about injuries because we got a couple of our own. And Jimmy was like, forget that. I'm still gonna put this team on my back and get them through the series. And you know, if we think like a couple years back when we got swept, Jimmy this this was not the same Jimmy. Jimmy was not attacking Drew and Brooke and all the, well, Drew wasn't on the team, but Brooke and Giannis, the way he, he has this year, like, he went into this series a complete different man, a man on a mission, 
And he was like, you know what? I'm not letting them punk me again. We're not doing this whole Brian Forbes situation. We're not getting into this again. Like, I'm putting this team on my back. I'm going to show you what I'm made of. And like Ann said, like, he had so much fun. Like, you could see that. Yes, he was focused, but at the same time, he was just having fun. Because Drew was like, Drew was just getting cooked the whole game. And I love Jimmy because he was getting in his head. And I feel like that helped a lot because it just took so much confidence away from Drew. And I think that also affected him on the offensive end because he was just getting cooked and embarrassed over and over again. And I also love Jimmy because he gets other guys involved. He puts confidence in them as well. Like I heard that before the game, like Jimmy and Bam was putting a lot of confidence in Gabe to have the performance that he had. And that's the kind of guy Jimmy is. Like, he puts his team first. But when he needs to be done, when things need to get done, he's going to put the team on his back. And that's what a leader is. And I, I remember, like, this is one thing I need to address because a lot of people were saying, Trey, Jimmy, Bammy's our franchise player, blah, blah, blah. Forget. Lily, you disappeared from the mic. Oh, she died. <laughs> she had yeah. to step Forget all of that talk. See? Lola. She's she's too choked up about Jimmy right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. She was Did I cut out? The, yeah, I thought we was just thinking you was fighting back the tears talking about Jimmy. Did I cut out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so basically. Right. Basically, what I was you can edit this part out, but basically, what I was saying was that anyone that ever said Trey Jimmy apologize, like get on, get on Twitter and apologize right now because that was the worst take of your entire life, and you need to stand on that. Once you said that, you need to stand on it because all this talk about Jimmy and Bam don't get along, so we gotta lean in on Bam. Forget all of that. This has been Jimmy's team from day one. Pat Riley said that from day one, and it's gonna be Jimmy's team until he. He decides that it's not. And it is what it is. And Bam got to just come along on the ride. Lola cooking. Lola cooking. All right. And I know, Clutch, you got something you want to add. Go right ahead. Do you know how crazy it is that one year ago, we were debating with, like, some stupid-ass Hawks fans about who the best player in the series was last year? And now we're talking about, undoubtedly, there's no debate, Jimmy Butler was the best player in the series that had a two-time MVP in his prime. That That's something in, insane to think about, how we've gone from last year to this year, and how he's just, he has that kill, that, that switch on him to turn into a killer anytime he wants. Like, do you know, like we talked about how, uh, how Jimmy down by six is talking trash, but Jimmy was talking trash to the crowd when it was tied in overtime. We hadn't won the game, and he was he was already talking to the crowd like, yo, it's over. Don't waste your time. Go home. Like, that takes an insane amount of confidence, and like Ant said, that you have not seen since Michael Jordan. And that's why I say that he is that man's son. I don't care what anybody says. There, he had a wild night in Vegas, and Jimmy Butler came out of that. So that's that's just crazy when you think about what Jimmy is and what Jimmy's done. And one more thing before, real quick. Hey, Udonis Haslam, props to him. He had one more point for the Bucks than Bobby Porter did. Mm-hmm. Yo, exactly. He, I don't care what any of y'all say. He would have knocked out Bobby Porter easily if it wasn't for the refs being there. 
And yeah, if y'all don't agree, I don't care. But that's what I 100% believe. When See, I thought we know UD can take a punch, but yeah. can Bobby take a punch? Because we know Bobby <laughs> can give a punch. Mm-hmm. But see, we also know UD can give a punch, but it's not about being able to deliver. It's can you take one? And I'm yep. not sure Bobby can take one. He can't because if he gets hit in the face, it's going right in his eye because that takes up like 90% of his face. And I was thinking that too. Face, like his eyeballs, his eyeballs are gonna combust like simultaneously. They go pop, okay. I'm so happy we don't gotta see crazy eyes anymore. Like oh my go gosh. home. Like I don't need you on my TV screen. The meat riding they the meat riding they do for him is insane, man. And you know what? Before we get into all the dissing of the um Bucks players, I know Will, you had something you wanted to quickly add about Jimmy. Yeah, just real quick, uh, to the point that that Lola had made a couple minutes ago. If we would have done this part last night, this probably would have been way more um would have cussed a lot more. But the same people that were saying that they want to trade Jimmy and all this foolishness. Is the same people that was mad when we beat Chicago because they wanted us to tank for that number 14 pick. So that's all I wanted to throw in there. They all got to see me. They all got to see me after the series. Like, don't play right. with Jimmy for real. The damn mm-hmm. shit. And, like, because I know, especially with Lola, I know Lola never wanted the Heat to get the lottery pick. She definitely wanted the Heat to go out there and, you know, go, go for the playoffs, right, Lola? Shut up, Joe. I can I can admit. I can admit. At the time, it made sense. I didn't know. I didn't know this three point shooting was gonna come out of nowhere. I didn't know this was gonna be a whole different team in the playoffs. Lola wanted to tank. Yeah, I wanted to pick because I I believe in I believe in Jimmy, but I don't believe in the rest of the squad because that's they've shown who they were all season. It's a whole different team right now. It's a whole different team. Lola on the wrong comments. It wasn't oh. just me. It was me and Dean. Yo, honestly, commend K because he's been right all along. No right Joe, turn that bus around <laughs> quick, Benny. Joe was like, <laughs> <laughs> But yo, yo, so yeah, shout outs to Jimmy, man. I cannot wait what he does against New York, and we will get into it soon. I just had to jump on the Bucks slander real quick because I had to say, that former Heat life of Jay Crowder, that man really played himself. The bro requested a whole trade. I don't know what the NBA is turning into where Jay Crowder can request a trade from a team, but he didn't. He sat the, what was it, half of the season out waiting for them to trade him. He gets his wish, and it's bad enough that he can't even start or get some good minutes. The man is literally the ninth man on their bench. All of this being said, this dude goes out. He has a DMP in, um, what was it, game three. He plays, you know, in game four. He plays only less than a minute in game five. And keep in mind, Milwaukee gave up five second-round picks for this man. They gave up five second-round picks in case y'all didn't hear that again. Let me say it one more time just in case y'all aren't listening. Five, one, two, three, four, five second-round picks. It's ridiculous. And you know what? He used to be a Heat legend and all that for me personally. But when I saw him pull on Jimmy's leg, all bets was off at that point. Nah, because to try a little pussy thing like that was beyond ridiculous. And I wasn't with it. Because what the hell did Jimmy do to deserve it? Y'all trying to take that man out of the playoffs. And it still didn't work because he went and dropped 56 and 42 on them later on. So it all backfired in the end. And not only that, but he fumbled himself out of the contract. I mean, at least he could have got some 
good minutes if he played on another team at least. But he went on a team like Milwaukee. It all backfired. And he, we know he ain't getting nothing. Because when it's time for him to ask for a bag in free agency, all people got to do is look at what he did in that first-round series with Milwaukee. So, you know, shout-outs to Jay Crowder. You a loser. You played yourself. And you no longer a Heat legend. Screw you. With that all being said, is there anything else that y'all want to say as we slander in the Bucks players? Because remember, yeah, we yeah. all here to piss yeah. on their graves. So we, we Jay Crowder to lost his heat, his heat legend status when he shot like one of 27 from three in the finals. Literally. that, And you know what? Let me tell y'all something. He is the most overrated role player ever. I've never seen nothing like this. The way how they would be putting up all these Jay Crowder trade rumors and people would be like, oh, he need to come to Boston. Oh, he need to come to Milwaukee. What do y'all think Jay Crowder is? Because you think listen, he's a like, more overrated role player than Tyler Hero? Alright, let's not do this. Is right that now. a conversation we need to have? You listen, lose Tyler, you beat the Bucks in five? I'm just throwing it out there. We're not doing this. <laughs> We're not doing this, but listen. Jay Crowder, I mean, that man is literally a streaky shooter, and we know that his his defense has regressed a lot, and you still have people wanting to trade for that, man. Like, he was at least like a Jeremy Grant or something, or a P.J. Tucker, you know, like a young P.J. Tucker. Like, no, he's not, man. That dude was a bum, and Miami just happened to get the best out of him. Well, at least in that Bucks series. Aside from that, that man was kind of low-key trash after that. But we'll save that for another part. Aside from that, like I said before, screw him and screw all the other smelly Bucks players. Does anyone else got something they want to say before we move on? Or? Yeah. Screw yeah, Jason, add a little Jason bit of... Allen just because. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, screw, screw, screw that pussy. I'm sorry. Can I say that? Anyway, um, Pat Connaughton, you. too, pussy. Um, so listen, <laughs> um, look, if you look at the Jay Crowder situation, right, it's really, really weird. So, like, you're right. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, five second rounds. All right, five second rounds. Okay, cool. The man played like zero important minutes, but here's the thing. He wanted to get traded from Phoenix because they told him he was going to play behind Cam Johnson is the word, right? But yep. they ended up trading him to to Brooklyn. So it's a very high likelihood that at the end of the day, he would have ended up out of Phoenix and playing for either the Nets or whoever he signed with after they bought him out anyway. So now, as you mentioned, he done probably tricked off at least two or three more years of security for a situation where he's going to have to prove what he still got, maybe something with an option, or maybe be willing to take a one-year deal to try to do something. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad he was shit, though. Excuse my French. <laughs> and I just got to say, like, the Bucks was out here trying to get everybody that was on our bubble team to join their squad, like, First Jay Crowder, then they signed Goron, and then they they even signed Myers Leonard, which which shocked me out of nowhere. Because first the Lakers work him out, and now all of a sudden he's signing a rest of the season deal with the Bucks. Like they was just signing everybody they could possibly get, man, from that bubble squad. It's because so, we stole PJ. That's why. <laughs> 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 now nah, for real so you know the bucks tried they tried they you know what they figured that maybe they could beat us if they could try to bring that same squad that we beat them in five with from that previous season so unfortunately it backfired unfortunately they not the same because they not with the heat and they don't got a coach like spo they unfortunately got coach bud who's much worse but you know should still be extended so shout outs to the bucks if they could get that done for me and yeah 
So does anyone else have something more that they want to add before we move into this Heat Knicks series? Yeah, you a nut for that, by the way, Joel. That is hilarious. If the Bucks could get that extension done for you, um, Yo. I'm going to sign a petition. Get it started. <laughs> like, we need that extension, man. Like I said before, everyone deserves a second He's chance. terrible. Terrible. <laughs> no, that's not true, Bucks. I think he deserves a second chance, man. You know what? Maybe he was going through some tough times. You know, we hope you could get through it, Coach Bud. Stay for another Facts. year, man. I Back, stay, you. stay as long as you want. Stay until you die. Like that's, hey, what they that's said, what Spock was in the timeout asking, "What is he doing? <laughs> he didn't call it timeout. It's not Coach hey, Bud's fault that Grace Allen thinks he's Julian Newman, bro. It's not his fault. <laughs> yeah, like Grace and Allen, all, all of a sudden forgot how to count. I know, like seriously, um, from like people like like just listening to like different reports and pods and like different, you know, NBA radio, just different little stuff. From what I understand. They say Bud probably get another shot for real, for real. But his big thing is he be too, um, I guess, what do you want to call it? Too uh, separated from the bench and assistant coaches. Like the people that's supposed to help him make those decisions where he have those major laps. He be so in tune with the game because he always separated from the bench all the way at the substitution table. So they saying they probably get a more established guy in there to be another guy like an associate head coach that can actually have some pull and tell him what to do. Like, hey, bud, come sit your ass down and listen to what I got to say. Um, But, nah, I mean, he'll be there, and that's good for us, as everybody is insinuating. Right. And also, just to mention, like, that man really wasted a whole challenge in the first quarter. I was so confused. I, for a second, I thought it was just a timeout because I had my volume a little low, so I couldn't really hear what was going on. But, nah, I found out that it was a whole challenge this man called, like, for no reason. And you know what? If the Bucks really thought a foul or something bad happened in that fourth quarter sequence, they could have used it there. But nah, instead they had to use it on the first quarter because Giannis rightfully got cold with an offensive foul. But it is what it is. Shout outs to the Bucks. Hashtag extend, bud. Let's make that trend worldwide. And with that all being said, any more, anything else y'all want to say as we piss on the Bucks or are we ready to move on? Three. R.P. Mike Budenholzer, um, Giannis to Sacramento, um, <laughs> Chris Middleton, rest in peace, and uh, Bobby Porter's rest in peace too, man. <laughs> hey, well, you know, I don't really want to say rest in peace to them because screw them all, but yeah, you know, may, may they rest, rest in peace. Yeah, thank you, whoever said that. I think that was clutch. Yeah, thank you. So with that all being said, man, I feel like that's a great way to send them off. So they are now have been buried in their graves. And now it's time to move on to the fun part. Heat versus Knicks, y'all. We are here. The last time we met was back in 2012. We beat them in five. And y'all know how that all went. Aside from that, the Heat are here. And I don't know. I mean, this Knicks team look kind of fun, I guess. I don't really care because it's always been screwed in Knicks. They got Julius Randle, who I know... I think he injured his ankle last game with Cleveland, so there's that. But Jalen Brunson has been a stud this year. The man has been playing great. Um, but I, I got to say this. One thing that I think we're all expecting is to, is for Jimmy to continue cooking. And I have to say that because one thing I've been seeing on a TL is people trying to convince me that Josh Hart is going to stop Jimmy Butler. If, if, if Giannis... Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez couldn't stop that, man. 
what makes y'all think he's going to draw the line with Josh Hart? Like, we need to be for real. I'm sure he's a good defender. I don't really be watching his tape like that. But you really think that he's going to stop Jimmy Butler? He could maybe give it his best try, but he's not going to do nothing. Like, we need to stop this, all right? So, it is what it is. You got all the losers coming out talking about the Knicks are going to pull off the upset. You know, you even got Stephen A. We all know how he is with New York and stuff, but he's saying that Jimmy Butler will go down. We we, we know how these losers are. All of that aside, though, like, what's y'all's expectations, though, for this series? Uh, We'll start off with you, Lola. Me, personally, I think it could go either way. I mean, they're a really good defensive team. They don't got Brooke and Giannis, so I think Bam is going to have a way better series than the last one. Um, they might do a better job guarding Jimmy just because Drew is undersized, whereas Josh Hart is not. So he might give Jimmy more problems than Drew. But at the same time, Drew is one of like the the most elite defenders. So I don't know. Like they might even put RJ Barrett on him. Like you never know what they're gonna do. But also, like their coach know Jimmy really well. But I feel like that was a different Jimmy back then, and today's Jimmy is playoff Jimmy. So. It could go either way, but I have a good I have a good feeling about it. Just because we just beat the number one seed, like we have a lot of confidence going into it. As long as our role players show up, as long as the shooting continues to be the way it is, I think we have a really good shot at winning this series. But if the shooting goes down, that's when I'm gonna have uh, start to have concerns about this team. But yeah, right. And then let's see, Kevin. How about you? Yeah, man. I like us in five. To be honest. Um... I feel like the Knicks defense is very real. I'll give them their credit for that. But right now, they're kind of like us, even though we're hurt. But they only have one real offensive weapon in Jalen Brunson. But outside of that, like, you didn't get consistent play from R.J. Barrett. He played better towards the back end of that series versus Cleveland, but he wasn't good at the beginning of it. Um, Josh Hart is good, but he's not like a scoring threat like that. He just he's a hustle player. So it's not really – that's not really a concern for me. But I'll just say that Lola said that, Tibbs knows Jimmy, but I make the argument that Jimmy knows Tibbs just as much. And you could say the same thing for like Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose. Jimmy's been with Tibbs the long way for a minute now between Chicago and Brewston and Minnesota. So I think they're both going to have that competitive edge there. But to me, I think the Knicks defense was a little bit gassed up just based off the fact that the biggest issue that Cleveland had was that they didn't have enough spacing to make Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland get room to operate with. And they needed that because they played two bigs. And then, of course, Isaac Okoro throughout the series, he became unplayable. So we don't have that problem. We have plenty of spacing and plenty of shooters. So I'm very confident in that matchup. And as long as we can make Jalen Brunson work, I like our chances in the series a lot because that's all it is. Again, he's the only one that could beat us. Julius might have one or two big games, but he's not going to have a big series. I promise you. His shot selection is not good enough to do that. Um, he can't beat us by himself. And again, you should be able to contain everybody else. I think another key thing, too, that was kind of under the radar, too, was that, you know, Mitchell Robinson played really well for them in that first round. He dominated Evan Mobley and Jared Allen and Bam just got to step up. And again, he doesn't have to be great through all four quarters. But if he can just be great in crunch time and clutch time, then I'm not worried about it whatsoever. So I like our chances a lot. Um, we should win this series. I'm not going to say handily. I, I think it's going to be tough because both of our teams enjoy playing defense, but I like the Heat's chances a lot in this matchup. Right. And I know, Kay, you got something you want to share with us? 
Yeah, um, I'm gonna give my spew on you know the whole Nick series in a second, but just an update on the last little topic we was doing. It's funny, I swear. Like this update came through like eight minutes ago. Um, and it's titled from Bleacher Report: Budenholzer's status quote shaky close quote. Sham says there's a feeling of quote shock and embarrassment close quote in Milwaukee after losing to Heat. And I digress. Y'all can continue. I'll get my spew on this after that. Y'all just sit on that. I know they'll get through it. I know they will. So shout out. You to- funny, bro. You are so funny, bro. <laughs> They'll get through it. I know it, man. So with that all being said, uh, let's see. Um, who, who else? Uh, I'm sorry. I just got distracted by... Um, Wait, can I say uh, something about Brunson real quick before you go to someone else? Uh-huh. Like, my only concern with Brunson is, like, Gabe is kind of undersized. So, like, I, wa- I wonder if he could stay in front of Brunson or if, like, Brunson is just going to bully his way in. Like, Brunson I, is a midget. He is a midget, but he's a bit thicker than Gabe. Like... They both I get nah <laughs> nah I feel like Gabe is a bit skinny on the skinny end whereas Brunson you want to match thick with thick then you just putting Kyle Lowry and we're good. Kyle Kyle Lowry is not gonna be able to stay in front of Brunson though. But he's thick. He's not fast enough, he's like old and he's just well, gonna he's thick. He's thick with how many, how many seasons thick? Maybe three. <laughs> But yeah, I think Brunson is key regardless. Like, if we can shut down Brunson, I think we will have a really good time because Julius Randle is hurt. I don't think he's going to be that good. He wasn't even good in the last series. So I think the key is Brunson, like, in my opinion. Shutting down Brunson is key. But yeah, go ahead. And stop looking like that because, like, oh, God, I'll slap you. <laughs> yeah, and just to, like, add on, like, you know, especially with Julius's um, injury, I mean, we don't know exactly how he's going to feel. Obviously, he'll have some time to rest. But, you know, if we could just try to, um, you know, aim for him specifically and, you know, play him to the point where that ankle or whatever looks into, like, real teriyaki or whatever, like, by all means, man, I'm with it. So, with that being said, uh, Will, how about you? Yeah, I, I'm not really going to go into too much, uh, like, matchups and stuff like that. But I just wanted to say we know that uh, superstars relish playing in um, Madison Square Garden. So, I feel like as historic as this last series was for Jimmy, I think he's going to be special next series playing at MSG. So, I think he's going to be big. I couldn't agree anymore because let me say something. Like, if if Knicks fans thought they hated, um what's his name, Trey Young, could y'all imagine how they're going to feel about Jimmy? Like, I'm low-key kind of scared having to see him play there because we God only knows what them, them Knicks fans are going to have to do to Jimmy because y'all know, like, if if they thought Trey Young was a problem, they don't know what they're in for with Jimmy. And what we saw in this um series against Milwaukee was just, you know, what's it called? A trailer for it because at the end of the day, the Bucks were actually the better team than New York. So now we're going up against a lesser team in the Knicks. Like, I feel like this might be a feast for... Oh, oh shoot. Sorry. Something, I keep getting all these alerts. This this will just be... This could be a slaughter fest for Jimmy. And that's the main reason why I'm beyond excited for this, for, for Jimmy. Because I want to see that agenda thrive. And as long as he's doing his thing, I mean, I can't lose. So there's that. Um, Anthony, how about you? Y'all, what are we doing here? The Miami Heat just spanked the Milwaukee Bucks' ass, 
and we sit in here saying, oh, maybe Heat in five. Oh, it could go either way. They have to shoot well. Are you the Miami Heat are going to dominate this team? Are you kidding me? This man, Jimmy Butler, went into Milwaukee and hushed the crowd down six in the fourth quarter. What What's he going to do when, when they in the Madison Square Garden and all the uh, fans are chanting F Jimmy Butler? When Jimmy Butler put 60 points on their head, all the fans are going to go from screaming F Jimmy Butler to sounding like this. Because they are going to be terrified of what that man is doing to them. Are you kidding me? Who's going to guard Jalen uh, Brunson, Dave Vincent, Caitlin Martin? The list goes on and on. Are you kidding me? The Miami Heat are going to dominate the New York Knicks. Jimmy Butler is going to average 40 points in the series on 70% shooting. Bam Adebayo is going to make Mitchell Robinson his son because that man has no offensive game whatsoever. You're not going to have to worry about him like he did Brooke Lopez. Like, what are we doing here? Like, th this is an easy four games, and there's no doubt in my mind. It's the Knicks. Like, come on, get a grip. I agree. If the I'm shooting is if the shooting is on point, I agree that we could put them out early, but We've seen all season how they've shot. They need to show me more like of consistent shooting than the five games that we've seen so far. But I agree that if they do shoot well and give Jimmy that space and Bam having a better series, considering he's going to go against, you know, bigs that aren't Giannis and Brooke, I could see it going down that Top way. But the shooting, needs, the shooting needs to be on point, though. Yes, like, that is so said. important. You just said if the Heat make shots, they will win. No, that's a cop-out answer, Lola. I want you to that's... get on here, and I want you to tell me how you feel, Lola. Tell me that the Miami Heat are going to dominate the New York Knicks. They will if they shoot well. Like I said, like the three-point shooting, like it needs to continue. It needs to be consistent. I need to see it from Duncan. I need to see it from Max. I need to see it from Gabe. I even need to see it from Caleb. Give oh, Jimmy that like space saying, to put in work. That's like saying if the Heat score more points, they're going to win. No, Come that's on. not because that's three-point shooting. We just yeah, and we and think about it, and and we shot threes in ways we've never shot all season. Like, put that into perspective here. Can they keep this up? That's a legit question. That's a legitimate question. They haven't done it all regular season, so I need to see it continuously. I need to see it this yeah. series as well. I need to see it the next series. We all know this team is at its best when they shoot in the three well because it gives Jimmy and Bam space to work. It is what it is. Spacing. Duncan Drillers, we up. <laughs> and let's see. I know. Wait, Will. Um, before I know when Lola was talking, you was trying to say something. You still got something you want to say, or? Um, I'm not going to lie. I forgot. So you could go ahead. <laughs> got you. So I see. Um, K, you were saying, "Let me in. Let me in." Um, is there anything you want to say before I pass the mic to? Hey, hype me up, dog. If Lola nah. ain't got me, I know you got me, dog. What you got? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I had my whole thing ready, but then Lola said something that I do want to address. So yeah, you're right. But after hitting the floor post All Star break, that trending back upward, and I noted it. I have been noting it since then. Like at some point, we have to stop thinking that, oh, they're just having a hot shooting and no, they're getting their touch back because this isn't like a this series thing. Their shooting has started to, like if you think about like an old weed eater or old dirt bike, as you start to feed gas to that radiator, it started to crank up at eyelid and they've been eyeling up the shooting since they hit rock bottom. Like for those eight games to 10 games, 15 maybe out of all-star break where the shooting was like historically low, since then they've come back shooting the ball so i would say that the shooting is going to continue will it be as high a level as it was in the buck series at times maybe not but they don't even need that much because it's 
Heat in five if Julius Randle don't play as in six max. Um, and not only because the shooting thing seems to be back, not because you have one guy knocking down a ton of shots, but because you have shooting coming from a lot of guys. If one or two guys can give you spacing on any given night, then that's enough for Jimmy to do work and Bam to operate the way he needs to operate. But also Jimmy's hitting the three, which is so key. And if he's taking a hit in the three, then not only does that give everybody confidence, but that gives everybody the space. And sometimes it's just about having it click for you as a team. But then once you give them space in tight situations, hell, good shooters just going to knock some down. Now, when you think about the series, as I went back to, I'm saying he in five if Julius Randle don't play, in six if he does find a way to play at least, you know, two or three of the games, um, which we don't know. I'm, I'm leaning that factor on this. Yes, Julius Randle can get buckets, but he doesn't get buckets that impacts winning. And we could have a conversation about a guard in Cleveland, but this ain't the show for that. Um, like, I need a dude to get buckets to impact winning. And that's what Jalen Brunson is key. But here's the thing. The thing that absolutely bothers Jalen Brunson the most is size. But typically a guy big enough isn't shifty or quick enough to stay in front of him. Aha. But that's when you have the Miami Heat step into the fold where they can not only offer you one of the best defenders in the league when he decide to be that and bam out of bio, but then when he need a blow, we can throw Jimmy Butler at you who ain't too damn bad himself. So I expect to see a lot of bam out of bio on Brunson, which is everything everybody try to hype up when he shit on offense, excuse my French again. Um, so I need to see that in this series on Brunson because that's what's been proven to bother Brunson. And I think we will. But at the same time, people want to mention that Brunson can also kill you by making plays, which he can. But what I saw from a guy like Kevin Love, shout out to you, K-Love. Knock them shot, Knock that hoe down. Um, what I saw from a guy named Kevin Love was the ability to lean on Brooke Lopez in a manner as a secondary big defender where it gave me enough confidence. Well, I'm saying like, yo, Mitch a little light in the ass. Yeah, he's an elite rebounder, but he ain't like that. He ain't better than Brooke right now. So if K-Love can give me that kind of secondary defensive effort on Brooke Lopez, I am fully confident that he can do the same thing or even to a higher level to Mitch. Because then on the other end, they're going to have to guard both of them. So, you know, it's a, it's a situation um, where I like the Miami Heat overwhelmingly, like I said, in five if Julius Randle don't play, in six if he do, and that's at max. I still like us in five. We're going into the garden. We're about to get it flapping. What up? Amen, amen, amen. And let's see, does anyone else got some? Oh, who will have an, Oh, yeah, that's right. Clutch, the mic is yours. You know what? I, I love all of you guys, but this Heat and Five, this, oh, I need to see more stuff, that's the coward's way. And I'll tell you why it's the coward's way. Because we just beat the best team in the NBA. We just beat the MVP. We just beat the two-time MVP. We just beat a guy in his prime, one of the best players in the world. So it's Heat and Four against the Knicks. And I'm not going to have any, anything to Salute. anybody tell me otherwise. It's going to be Heat and Four. And experience is going to be just way too much against the Knicks. The Knicks are a bunch of young guys who have never been there before. The Knicks have not been there in 20 plus years. So if we're talking, it's going to be experience. we got championship DNA. we got Kyle Lowry. we got Kevin Love, who stepped up big in the closing game against the Bucs. They're going to step up big in this series. And you got Jimmy Butler. The best player in the series. Yo, I'm not gonna lie though. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. 
Yeah, he like that. that out too, though. This is giving me a lot of confidence that our Heat team can. I like to be pessimistic. So that when when like shit goes right, I'm like, okay, this is nice. And when shit goes wrong, I'm like, okay, oh, it is we, what we it just unloaded <laughs> our chamber right now. Let's go. But yeah, um, again, shooting, and we'll win. <laughs> That's what I said the last series, and it worked for me. So. Right, so I'm just trying to make sure I put my things in just to make sure I can edit this right. So now I got that up. I mean, yeah, I mean, y'all hit it on the nose. And before I get um into it, do y'all have anything more you want to say before we officially wrap this topic up? Nah, we're gonna sweep them. I think Lena said all we need to say. All right, I'm gonna take it. And I'm, I'm not mad at the take, by the way. Um, and, and it ain't that I'm a coward, you know what I mean, to say that we're going to do it in full. I'm just leaving room for the fact that, you know, Jimmy might come in and only get us 25 one night when we need 30. That's all. Right. So with that all being said, though, um, for me personally, I think that he could take this in four or five. I think I'm not going to go deep into a prediction because I'm still scarred by what happened the last time we set a prediction on this show back in um back in 2021 and i know i know we we would be you gotta little... let that hurt go joel you have yeah, to let I'm that sorry. hurt go like, that really let sorry. that pain go come to my office on biscayne breakdown and we're gonna work on letting that go okay i might have to take your word for that because you know it's it, I, don't, I don't know that that low-key gave me a little ptsd so that's why i just try not to predict on these pods for this type of stuff but that all aside we've been doing this for now almost an hour and 10 minutes that's crazy so let me wrap this up real quick shout outs to all y'all for listening to today's episode of the heat versus the world podcast make sure to follow everyone here make sure to follow An- An- anthony d um underscore heat uh miami clutch pe at miami clutch pe k at k underscore said underscore k lola at egy underscore cole and then will at was it um will is it um kid say that again one more time for me please come on now you should know after last time kid kid underscore clutch 12 all right, kid underscore clutch 12. Make sure to follow me at Joel K. Jacob underscore. And make sure to follow Heat vs. the World on all platforms at HVTW Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can get all Heat vs. the World content, like our podcast, like Culture Shock featuring Lola and many of the talented women we got here at Heat vs. the World. And we also got Biscayne Breakdown featuring K and Deem. And then also our Dolphins podcast. We just dropped a new episode yesterday. So make sure y'all check in for that. And then also make sure to check out our website at hvtwpodcast.wordpress.com. We got all types of content over there, especially from our amazing um, contributors, especially Kay. Um, They're always putting out some articles. So make sure you check that out. Aside from that, I think we're, yep, I think we're good. So with that being said, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Rest in peace, Milwaukee, Miami Heat. Let's take care of business against New York. And aside from that, we good. So hit my music because we out. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.